podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast, Under Curated. Today, my guest is the only woman I look up to, oh. Ms. <laughs> Ariel Cohen. Oh. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's How nice do you to feel? Um, right now, very excited, quite happy to be seeing you. You look beautiful. Thank you. So do you. Thank you. <laughs> as, as usual. As usual. Oh. I'm very excited to have you. Oh, A person of uh, 100% positive vibes oh. at all times. <laughs> Except for yesterday. What happened? No, nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm lying right now. <laughs> yesterday I was, I was incredibly happy. <laughs> and the day before? The day before? What day was that? Maybe this is why I'm so happy all the time. It's my short-term memory loss. That's a good answer. That happens exactly. when you're happy. And yeah. when you're really unhappy, that happens too. Oh. Like you lost the track of time. Okay. I mean, I... You were never unhappy. That's why <laughs> you don't know. You were like blank face. Oh, is that what happens or when I've you're unhappy? Just I've forgotten, maybe. I've forgotten when I was unhappy and I only remember those happy moments. Perhaps this is... Maybe you're... You mean like, although they're happening, you're erasing them from your memory? Or it was so long ago that the last time you were unhappy that... I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Both? <laughs> That's just... I think there was this time in 1994. <laughs> no, actually, I will say 1996. I had my, my only... Depression of my life. Okay. And it was, I mean, okay. I was, it was the, the question I had going through my brain was, what, what is the meaning of life? Uh-huh. And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized it was to be happy. Uh-huh. And once I realized that, I, I got over happy. it. I was happy and it was okay. I, I stopped being depressed. That's, you just snapped out of it. I just snapped out of it. Jerry Seinfeld has a joke about this. He says, I don't understand therapy, blah, blah, blah. He says, if I would be a therapist and I had a patient and they would come to me and tell me like, I have this and this and this, I have these feelings, I yeah. have these thoughts. I would just tell them, just snap out of it. Just snap out of it. He's <laughs> also Jewish too. Yeah. <laughs> Tough love. <laughs> Ah! Oh, Jerry. Do you remember the first time we met? Yes, I do remember the first time we met. I also remember, and I can't forget. <laughs> I remember what you were wearing, even. I remember what you were wearing, too. I mean, I remember you were wearing something sleeveless and oh. your incredible shoulders mm -hmm. and arms, and I was, like, starstruck. Oh. I remember. So we were in the club arena. Mm -hmm. Wait, I have a different memory of me. Okay, you, you wait. <laughs> This is a short-term memory loss. <laughs> okay, wait. So, Arena, where's Arena? Where's yours? Panorama bar. You're wearing a black leotard, black tights. We were hanging out with Besta. Besta left, and you and I stayed all night and hung out and talked, like comedy routine. And then the next day, you sent me a Facebook message with a black heart. You like, And I, I was remember. so impressed that there was a black heart available. Panorama bar, what we were wearing, black heart, arena. I don't even know where that is. Yes, arena is in um, close to Spree. Actually, it's at the Spree. Was this one? It's like Jared? an old industrial building, an was, old was, vinyl factory. Was Jared performing some dance there? Yes. That was the first time? Yes. That wasn't the second time. That was the first time. Hey. Because I remember... We were in backstage, okay. as we're usually <laughs> we're backstage people. Happens. So in case you don't know, we're always at the backstage. Yeah, we're the ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> so we were at the backstage and we were hanging out. And this was the first time I went out uh, in Berlin after I moved in. And then we were there hanging out. Besta was there and mm -hmm. Besta had friends mm -hmm. that I didn't know. And then you arrived with a friend of yours. With Jared. It must have been... Oh, Jared was there before. My friend Simona and her work colleague. Maybe. I think so. I think so. I remember like Bess was, oh, Ariel, she was so excited. I was like, oh my God, what an entrance. You were like Aww. shining. I was wearing a green tank top and black and purple leggings. I remember that. Okay. I just remember you having like a sleeveless something and mm -hmm. I was, your skin was like shining. Oh. Did you also have like um something shiny, a cream or something like that? Probably, probably. Could have been a little sweat. Or sweat, but it was the beginning of the night, so This I don't know. This is true. This is true. We had our thing there. We were like, <laughs> we didn't talk that <laughs> I remember you told me that you're gonna love me forever. You don't remember that? 
<laughs> no, but I met this like Israeli guy that night, I remember. And I think he kind of took up my space. The dancer? No, I don't date dancers. Uh, how you were dating? I met this guy that I th- dated briefly. So quick info. Uh, we're in a club. Doesn't matter which club we're in. <laughs> Ariel was there. Aww. And then you, every every member of the group goes somewhere else at one point mm. and then we come back together. And at those times when we come back together, Ariel is always with the hottest guy in the club. Always. And it's not like an irritating flirting situation. It's like they're having so much fun <laughs> talking, having conversations, oh. quality time. I and mean, here I am with the hottest lady. You see? <laughs> It's a skill. <laughs> and it's a skill. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh, you know, you got to go out and get what you want. This is the thing. This I mean, is, yeah. I would say before, I mean, you actually absolutely had a big impact on my way to become a human <laughs> from a reptile. I was going to say, what were you before? <laughs> <laughs> I was a reptile before. Okay. So I was like, if I want to flirt with a guy, I was like, <laughs> and then run away. Or something. And then you were always like, you got to get what you want. Yeah, exactly. If I say maybe aloud that I got to get what I want, I got to get what I want. Then one day I would. You have to know what you want too. Yes. (laughs) Or act like what you want and then regret later. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) That was my New Year's resolution this year was to be the thing I want. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Have you become the thing you want? I'm working on it. Like yeah. if I want to be around brave people, then I have to be brave. If I want to have love in my life, I have to be love. Absolutely. You know, it's also taking responsibility. Yeah, want to get, you have to give. Yeah. Ugh. Giving. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, girl. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. I have no idea about yeah. it. I mean, so, Ariel, tell me about yourself. You're from Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts. And when I was in third grade, we had to learn how to spell Massachusetts. But mm-hmm. I was absent that day. <laughs> Massachusetts is not an easy state to come from when it comes to spelling. No. So I was sent to the principal's office the next day. And I had to stay there until I could spell Massachusetts. M-A-S-S-A-C-H-U-S-E-T-T-S. Massachusetts. It's the first state in the entire country of the U.S. to become a state. Okay. It's the first state to legalize gay marriage. Oh. It's the first state to socialize medicine. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, one of the first states to legalize marijuana. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. Massachusetts, yeah. You have three siblings? I have two big sisters. One little brother who is almost an Irish twin. He's a year and eight months younger than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Very we were, close. Yeah, we were one, one grade apart because I was born in September. So I had to wait the entire year to begin school. So he was one grade below me. If you're born August, the last day of oh August. Oh my God, the same you know. as me, Ariel. We're the soulmate. Well, what, what, September 17, September 18. So were you also like one year older than your yeah. classmates always? But this is nice, I think, because at least like in terms of maturing, I was never the tiny little un, like developed person. I mean, I always saw the negative part uh, oh. to this, of course. And I was like, well, I'm older. Like, but now I don't care. But actually, I, I should have used that opportunity mm. because that's really invet- invented, if, especially when you're younger, to be the oldest one with uh, more experience. Hey, one, one year more experience than the other one. Like they have seven years of experience. <laughs> yeah. Eight years of experience. Exactly. Exactly. And I was also like at 14, I, I, I matured quite quickly. So I was able to buy tobacco for the 18 year olds. For mm-hmm. some reason, they never carded me. I was able to buy alcohol at the age of 14. You're supposed to be 20. When you when you buy it, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, I mean that's so interesting that you also started one year late. Yeah, but you're very your ages are really close with your brother. Were you in competition with him? No, mostly it it was it was a it was a great thing because we had we shared a group of friends mm-hmm. and he had like really cute friends and I had really cute friends mm. and then we'd all be at the house together and everything was like a little party hanging out you know okay no and that's I got, cool I get along with him very well with my brother yeah that's nice yeah I always wanted a male twin brother really for the same exact reason mm-hmm. that you just told me mm-hmm. you can't compete with your brother right I don't know you can compete compete with anyone 
basically. <laughs> but I mean, how much older are your siblings than you? It's quite a gap. Yeah, my sister is 19 years older than wow. me. And my brother is 17 years oh, older wow. than me. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. You're, you're almost an only child, essentially. Yeah, I'm an only child with two moms and two dads. And they told me that I'm the best, I'm the smartest, I'm the most beautiful all the time until I was released to go out in the <laughs> real world. And I realized nobody thinks I'm the smartest. Nobody thinks I'm the most beautiful. No, nobody cares about me. What is this? Yeah, but you know what I've discovered in life? One of the keys to happiness, I think, is to recognize how inconsequential you are. Uh -huh. Instead of a daily affirmation, I have a daily defamation. So I remind myself, like, nothing I do matters. No one gives a shit. Everyone's thinking about themselves all the time, which means I'm completely free. That's true, actually. Defamation? Uh, okay. Daily defamation. That is freeing, actually. I mean, that also kind of... <laughs> With a tear in your eye. <laughs> Look, it could be like this. No one cares about anything. Except themselves. No matter what I do, it doesn't matter. No. I am free. Yeah. Or it could be like, no one cares about anything. No one cares about me. Yeah. And no matter what I do, it just doesn't matter. It's true. And then a tear in your eye. I mean, it depends yeah. on the toning, I think. Yeah, I think, I think so. No, it happened. I fell down a flight of stairs in a very public location in like my, my first year of university. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was totally fine. I didn't get hurt. And I was completely appalled, completely embarrassed. And then I realized that people probably have one of three reactions. One, they think that's stupid klutz. And then they forget about me they think about themselves or whatever mm -hmm. they're doing. Two, they think, oh, I hope she's okay, this poor woman. Then they forget about me or they don't notice. And they... It's kind of a great, <laughs> a great moment. Yeah. Well, truly, it yeah. is. Does it happen to you a lot that you fall or something stupid happens to you on public and you're like, fuck me? I mean, I'm a professional dancer, so I'm pretty graceful. <laughs> The, that's that's a hundred a hundred percent true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's embarrassing. You're I just guess. walking like this. <laughs> I just float. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> I don't care about you. <laughs> and I know that you don't care about me too. Say lovey. <laughs> but do you find that you're self-conscious? Are you worried as you're walking in the streets? I'm not worried constantly. But when something happens, for instance, I have this story mm. where I was um, 16 and this is my goth metal years. So I'm a really tough and cool girl mm -hmm. with just gothic outfit. And there's this cafe that we're uh, going, which is like a fantasy role-playing medieval Lord of the Rings goth metal cafe <laughs> where every guy is like has hair up to here wow. everyone wears black and everyone is actually over like 25 okay. and me and my friend were only the younger ones how old were you 16 oh wow okay. okay and we're trying to hey we want to be cool too so i wore that day a specific dress for this cafe mm -hmm. and it that was like an ornamental blah 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 like a medieval but white dress mm -hmm. so i needed to wear something underneath Mm -hmm. So I took my mom's skirt. What is it called when you, the skirt you wear underneath? Like a slip maybe. Yeah, a slip. Okay. A slip. And my mom is not as skinny as me. Mm -hmm. I am. And I wore her slip and it was, it was a little loose. Yeah. But I was like, okay, but it's okay. It's good. So, and then I wore my uh, white dress mm -hmm. and then I went <clears> out <throat> into the world and I was in the cafe and it was always like loose, but I was like, ah, oh, it's not, not, it's nothing. And we had our drinks or something, whatever. And then I stand up to pay. And then I wait in the line and there are like 10 people waiting after me. And then it, it was my turn to pay. And I took a step and then the slip fell to the ground. Is your dress see-through without the slip? See-through and my dress is like below uh, my okay. knee. Okay. Imagine like I'm standing on, on the ground on my shoes. There's the satin. Mm -hmm. white satin slip mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have my dress on and it's see-through and so you're 16 in my, and I'm 16 yeah. and everyone's looking at me so at that moment I thought okay what do I do now do I take the slip 
out uh-huh. and do my feet like this, mm-hmm. or do I try to wear it again? A. You do A. You step out. I did A. Yeah. But it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I took it out like it's in my hand and with my one one hand I'm trying to pay and with my other hand I'm holding the slip. It was oh. a horrible area. But you know, everyone forgot about that pretty soon after. Uh, no one cares. Or they told their family and friends and laughed about you over dinner. Absolutely. <laughs> I am sure they did that. I mean, you're cute. I'm sure you look cute without your slip on. Uh, when I was a teenager, I doubt that I looked cute, but let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's let's do the affirmation Aww. that I looked cute yeah. back then. But I don't have very often uh, publicly shameful moments. I think also you have to, like, what do you consider shameful? You know what I mean? Like maybe like falling and yeah. then your ass is out. I don't okay. know. Is it shameful? I don't think that's shameful. I think you want to then, I mean, okay. So I say no one cares and at the same time I do care. Like I, I would, if I saw someone fall, I would totally help them up. Oh, I would help them up yeah, too. You but then I would be like... <laughs> I was like, are you okay? (laughs) Nasty bitch on the floor. (laughs) Um, It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Funny when it happens to other people, especially. Absolutely. Absolutely. God forbid it happens to me, but when it happens to other people. Hysterical. The best thing. I did shave my head once. And I will say my hair hurt afterwards. Like not my head, but my hair hurt. Walk me through this. Well, okay. So I had always wanted to shave my head just to have the experience. And I was always dancing. So I I felt like I probably couldn't shave my head because I had to maintain some sort of look. I ran off to Canada. I quit being a dancer for like the fourth time in my life. And I, fourth <laughs> time, I'm always retiring. And I shaved my head uh, with my ex-boyfriend, got him to shave his head too. His hair was even more beautiful than mine. <laughs> Long, blonde, thick. And then, yeah, then we woke up the next day and my hair really hurt. And I looked just like my mother, mm-hmm. which was, which was, which is beautiful. My mom is beautiful, but it was a, a a bit of a shock. It's really intense when you shave yeah. your hair because all you have is your face. Yeah, exactly. There's no The frame. face is there. And There's no frame. Because There's actually no frame. a hair is a distraction from the face, you know? <laughs> and I'm I mean, I think I'm okay, but I'm not the most symmetrical no, person me, in the Me neither. Yeah. I I can I can not like I don't want to be exposed 100% yeah. to my face in the mirror all the time. But it was interesting. For 3 days I was completely freaked out by it, and mm-hmm. after that I actually never felt more beautiful in my life. Ah. Yeah. Somehow yeah. I like I made I made peace with my face and then I I was doing all these like sort of asymmetrical fades and it was really fun to also have a shaved head (laughs) and then I grew my hair back I got a sunburn on my head interesting but when you shaved it the first time it was probably all lighter than the other parts of your skin right it was ah I mean I kept like a teeny little bit of hair I wasn't Uh totally gone Uh, okay yeah but my hair was very then very dark but I love your hair I love your hair too mutual admiration society oh my god (laughs) all we do is admire each other (laughs) (laughs) best time ever Virgos. <laughs> Virgos. Actually, Virgos don't admire people. Um, but we do. Maybe we're not Virgos. No, because even with this new zodiac sign and everything, I checked it out. We're still Virgos. We're still Virgos. September 16th. No I was like, maybe I no. have a chance now. But what's your Chinese zodiac? Do you know? Rabbit. Okay. Is, is there a rabbit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cute. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. What are you? Double fire snake. Okay. Why do I have, have an adjective? Well, okay. It's so, only rabbit? No, if you're born in the morning, then you're fire. And if you're At born, night. then I don't know what it is. And then depending on the year, you can be some element. Mm-hmm. So I think my, my double fire snake makes up for being a virgin. <laughs> I'm an oxymoron. <laughs> That's that's totally true. I mean, the virgin and the double fire snake do not come together, never. And yet they have. Yet they have. Yeah. If you believe in astrology, I don't really believe in astrology. You it's really, like religion. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like God. I don't believe in God, but yeah. I believe in astrology. It kind of makes But I might give sense. up on astrology anytime. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. Are you like agnostic with astrology and, athe- and like atheist with God? I think I'm also agnostic with I mean I never I never think about God. Yeah. Like does he exist? Does she exist? Does it exist? Do they exist? Do they exist? Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I don't care to it's be honest. Pretty simple to me personally. What do you mean? God? 
Simple. Yeah. How? I mean, just, it, it feels too tidy. Like it just wraps it all up too tidy, too mm-hmm. easy. Like there's some old white man sitting on a cloud watching me. Cares if I have sex, whether or not I'm married. Body shaming, really body shaming. God body shames. And then is going to decide. I mean, it just, it, I think it's really, really simple. Yeah. I always thought that like we had um, compulsory religion classes mm-hmm. at school and we were taught that God is incomprehensible. It's like over everything, mm-hmm. every perception, every mm-hmm. human mind cannot comprehend okay. God. Okay. So being taught something like this, I was immediately, my responsive reaction, my reaction was like, but nothing he or she or it, it's it's in Islam, nothing okay. it says yeah. sounds super smart. Like, like you say, like... Uh. Nothing, none of the teachings sound like, oh, wow. Okay. Nothing is philosophical. It's like too simple to like, how, how is it over, over everything on the super smart yeah. entity yeah. gives out opinions, thoughts, or teachings like that are super lame. Also, I mean, if there's a God, like, would we, I don't know, is God going to like speak some sort of human language? I don't know. It just seems too simple. Like, would we, would we really have some direct translation of what God is telling us and just telling humans? I, I just, this is my problem too. It's like, no, we created God in the image of literally man. I don't think that we ever created in the image of God. I think we've created God in our image. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in Islam, it's different. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe, yeah, okay, it's different now. I see when you're, when I compare. I'm raised by atheists, this so. In, in, yeah. Incomprehensible. Uh, nature of okay. and the God, the God doesn't have a gender. Okay, it's like this, a genderless. I'm liking entity. this more. I'm liking your your religion more. Or this concept, yeah. I like better too. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's like it's not like humanized. But in Christianity, yeah. it's like a, the father. Okay. The father. I mean, I'm not Christian. Yeah, yeah, I know. I celebrate like in my family. It was like whatever's the biggest party. That's what you celebrate. So it was definitely um, Halloween is a big thing. Dance party at my parents' house. My dad would always give out a prize for best costume to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I won one year. And then Christmas, usually with the Christmas in Las Vegas theme, and we would decorate our ficus tree and have a big party. Passover, we would have at our house or someone else's, everything potluck. Again, like a big party. And Thanksgiving, this is probably my favorite my favorite holiday, which involves no God. It's just eating, Uh eating. And then we would, I'm from the countryside, a village of 700 people. And we would like every Thanksgiving, all the parents are quite stoned and and drunk. And I'm not judging anybody. Who am I to judge? (laughs) And we would then like climb up Mill Hill, this very small mountain. The Mm -hmm. rule is that you can't have any lights. Mm -hmm. And then you get lost. At night? At night. (gasps) With lots of like seven-year-old children, you know. And then we would kind of get lost going back down, wind up in the like cow fields or something. So this was my favorite. Yeah, holiday. that sounds fun. Yeah, it was super fun. But the village of 700 people, is that the village you you're born in? Mm, that town that I was living in, that was Asheville when we had this. And this was probably, I don't even know, maybe less than 700 people. And then mm. when I was about 13, we moved to Shelburne Falls, mm-hmm. which is like a village, a part of these two towns. There's Shelburne and Buckland. And then there's this sort of center, mm-hmm. like there's an actual store. There's a few stores, mm-hmm. you know, there's no stoplights, there's no parking meters. And this, I think this is 700 people. Mm-hmm. Nine towns went to my high school, 7th through 12th grade, 800 people. Wow. Yeah. Were you always spending time at where you are or were you always going to the nearest big city? I was going to ballet class. <laughs> And that's... <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Right? Six days a week. Yeah. Six days a week? Yeah. How many hours? Mm. But you were going to school and you were going to ballet. Yeah, I would go to school and then after school I would do my homework. I don't think I did a lot of homework. My poor parents. And then I would go to ballet class. I think I would take one to two classes a day, like one and a half to two hours a class. And then sometimes have a rehearsal afterwards. That was Monday through Friday. And then Saturdays would be like eight hours of rehearsing. But I also like my favorite thing to watch would be these documentaries where there are children like being kind of abused to become like like the Chinese circus school or like the Bolshoi ballet, like the Vaganova school or the, like the Russian rhythmic gymnastics school. I love watching this kind of child abuse. Okay. I can relate. The document, you can relate. Yeah, Yeah. uh, you can totally relate. Yeah, like this show Cheer. Have you seen this? No, you told me the... Yeah, yeah, but I... 
suit. Like one one girl's had like five concussions, and they're annoyed at her because she seems to be too afraid. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality in the yeah. dancing world. I mean, I, I wouldn't be a cheerleader. I think that's way more dangerous. They are throwing them up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I think ballet is more like a slowly breaking down of the body. But then you did contemporary dance, which is yeah. also slowly breaking down of the body. I mean, you're going to break it with carpal tunnel syndrome looking at your computer, or you can true. kick your leg in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Did you have any serious injuries? I had, there was one company I was dancing on with for like four years, I think, on scaffolding, mm-hmm. if, which is like um, if you're going to have construction on a building oh my god i know yeah this okay so then so it was two stories high on wheels and i learned to put it together and all of this and there was one move where i kept on wheels the scaffolding is on wheels yeah i joined the company to get over my fear of heights okay and there was one move where i had to keep jumping and landing on the metal and so for four months i had a bruise from my knee to my hip but didn't tell anybody because i i don't know why i don't know Hey, now I would say something. And then after the four months of this show, I couldn't fold over my leg. And they guessed that it was a stress fracture in mm. my pelvis. And this is where I have problems now. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, I injured both knees, like a tiny, tiny little tear of each leg. Mm. But actually, that's it. Like, I've been, I've been lucky. Mm, broke my nose three times. Two black eyes. You fell on your nose? On your face? <sighs> No, with your knee. And with I was your own dropped knee. on my face. I was dropped on my face in an opera. During the uh, performance? Yes. Oh my God. Do you continue dancing? Yeah, and it was all my poor partner. So we're in this opera and there's like these, I have to be upside down facing my partner. He's holding me and then he has to sit in a chair and he sat too far back. Mm-hmm. So if he sits forward, then my head would, like, if this is the chair, my head would go here. Uh-huh. But he sat too far back, so he face-planted me on the seat. Oh. Luckily, like, I've broken my nose a few times. I've, I never bleed for some reason. And so as we're still performing, I'm telling him, like, whispering, I think I broke my nose. And he's like, should we stop? I said, nah, just keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Turns out he thought I said, I think I broke my knee. Just keep going. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, knee or nose or whatever. It's I mean, broken, man. Yeah, but you can handle a broken nose, I think, better than a broken knee. Oh, Did I never break? broke anything. Uh, and oh, that's nice. Nothing. Did I? You know. I don't know. You, short-term memory. You can, you can hear it. <laughs> I never broke anything <clears throat> than my heart. Oh, tell me about your broken heart if you want to. <laughs> my heart was broken. Too many times before. Because I don't they think broke my heart, heart. My heart cannot be broken. It's like elastic, I would say. Oh, that's beautiful, though. I'm like a Sia song. Who? Is it a Sia? S I A. I'm gonna swing from the chandelier, from the chandelier. <laughs> you know that song. <laughs> <laughs> and your heart is like a Sia song. Yeah, because she had a song called Elastic Heart. Okay. So that's super cheesy. That's beautiful though. Cheesy can be beautiful. Sure. It's it's a question. I also love cheese in general. So I love cheese. <laughs> and if it's cheesy, it can be tasty. But see, I think too, like, is it that you that you never went so deep to have your heart be truly broken that you can bounce back so quickly? Or is it that you just really, you can bounce back? I can bounce back really quickly. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Because I'm like, kick ass. Yeah. Like this? Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> so i bounce back quickly Mm -hmm. i think i'm always going deep really deep but maybe i'm not that's subjective i assume i don't know because especially in my 20s i was like drowned in my emotions okay always heartbroken or oh. like my heart was elastic, so it was maybe melting. I don't know. Yeah. My heart's melting. Is What does that expression mean? If your heart melts, I imagine that's kind of the act of falling in love in some way. Okay. Is, is there such an expression as my heart is melting? I feel like I've that? said that before. Hmm. I feel like I have. Have you heard of this, like the dandelion versus the orchid children? No. 
So this is some real psychological term, and there's this idea that there are two, I think they talk about children, but it could be, I think, any age, that the the orchid child is a child who really takes everything very personally and cannot let go. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's maybe not a very easy thing to be in life, because then you, you know, one little wound and the wound stays forever and festers and you never let it go. And the dandelion's the weed. You chop it down, it grows up somewhere else, you get over things quickly. So what is it called when you're both? Uh, multiple personality disorder, I think. <laughs> Which is, you know, okay. I told you, I'm like this. <laughs> She's like this. She's like that. She's like here and there. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. So speaking about heart being broken, elastic hearts being melted, mm. do you have musts and Red flags, uh, musts and red flags about your object of attraction. Oof. I'm trying to think. I was just having this conversation. Think about red flags. It's easier. You told me something. What, did, what was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, just in general, a red flag, it freaks me out if somebody very quickly attaches themselves to me in that they they immediately agree with everything that I say and they feel that not only do they agree with me, but they are the same. Mm-hmm. This is a huge red flag for me. Mm-hmm. So if you want to date me, don't do that. <laughs> unless, I, unless I like you too. <laughs> But I think it's this. It's interesting. It's like we were talking about this earlier too, how that could be the thing that could turn me off the most if I'm not interested in a person. But then if I am, somehow it's it's perfectly fine. So I mean, pheromones, right? Yeah, that's really interesting. Like if a guy who you like texts yeah. you you're like <gasps> yeah completely <gasps> immediately respond yeah, like, and then when a guy you don't like texts you or a girl whatever you're like oh yeah. shit shit yeah what is that pheromones it's pheromones right what is a pheromone pheromones would be like uh the the smell the sort of chemical reaction you have to a person because as much as i can probably say i like these things i don't like these things some people i want to I want to smell every part of them. I want to eat them. I want to devour them. Everything they say is music. They're just incredible. And some people, I don't know. It's my 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 good friend Tim was telling me the other day that he met a friend and the friend said, and Tim smells fine, Tim, if you're watching. <laughs> right. But this this person was really offended by his smell and like even got him deodorant to put on. Oh. And I was like, Tim, I've never smelled you. I've just never smelled you. And then I realized that's why we're friends. That's why we're not lovers and why we're not enemies, I bet. Like, I don't, you're, I, I don't really know what you smell like. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there is some chemical thing. Like, this is probably why, again, I'm, well, I am slightly in love with you, but, you know. Me too. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean, now I'm, yeah. Cologne, so t- cologne, I don't like cologne. Cologne, you don't like? Yeah, I really Red don't flag. like cologne. Red flag. I really don't like that at all. Because mm-hmm. I think then I also can't smell a person. I'm a super smeller, did I tell you? Which mm. is not an easy thing to be. Mm-hmm. So I smell everything. Depends on where you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like like uh, I was teaching the other day and we have the shutters down. I was teaching legally with the shutters down. <laughs> and I smelled someone walking down the street. You're kidding me. I think they had a lot of perfume on. Is it entrance level, the place yeah, you're in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the ground floor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm also sensitive towards smell. Like mm. when I enter like inside somewhere, mm-hmm. I immediately am like, like a home. When I enter mm-hmm. a home, mm-hmm. like my friend's place, whatever, mm-hmm. or my place also, yeah. when I'm outside and I forget the smell of this yeah. place and I enter and I'm like always, I, I smell it. Yeah. And some people don't smell anything. Yeah. But yeah. I, I recognize there's a smell of every home mm-hmm. has its own smell. Every little location on your body has a different smell. I can't smell myself. This is also why I can't wear perfume is because I don't want to smell myself. I'm wearing perfume. Do you smell? No. Shall I? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So... Yeah. Your red flags. Do not agree with me on anything the <laughs> moment we met. Don't agree with everything. Because hmm. this, yeah, this really, I, I just, I, feel, I, I love, okay, so then a great positive thing would be, yeah. Can we act, reenact, maybe okay. act this? Okay. You're the red flag guy and okay. I'm you. Okay. 
such an honor. Aww. So, um, I I'm really sensitive towards smell. Me I mean, too. I can really sense. Yeah, you're too. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just like yesterday there was a guy passing by on the street and mm-hmm. I was like indoors and I just smelled this guy. I like had this, this happened to me yesterday too. I was on the train and this woman walked by and I could just smell her because I'm so sensitive. We are like the same person. No, but it's like uh, I'm. It doesn't have to be like a person near me. Like me I'm also, too though. But um. It's like I can also smell like something like like I five kilometers. <laughs> I love you. What? Kalam. Me too. Kalam. <laughs> stirs. We're already finishing each other's sentences. It's like we're the same person. But but I think you're different than me because me too. <laughs> I think we might be different. I think the same thing as you. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes. I love you. Yeah. Okay. It's I, creepy, right? It's super creepy. This happened to me just the other day. Not the I love you part, thankfully. What about, this is also creepy, I mm-hmm. think. Sometimes people are, I meet someone. I'm also a person who immediately falls in love with me people. Me too. Just kidding. <laughs> We're exactly the same. But we, we're the same we, person. But at least I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But I really do love you. I love you too. Okay, wait, sorry, sorry. Should I tell me what were you doing the other day? What was I saying? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sorry. That was so good. I'm a fangirl. Like if I know, get to know someone, like mm-hmm. when I when I saw you the first time, I'm immediately like, okay, I like this person. Yeah. I immediately like that person. Yeah. But I don't freak out like about that fact. Yeah. Sometimes when I meet someone new for the first time and then they go immediately, oh my God, we're best friends. Yeah, this is... It's the same thing. Unless you like them back. <laughs> exactly. Like and when first, you're like... Yeah. Oh. Like the second yeah. time we met apparently. <laughs> but I also have this thing where I can meet somebody sometimes five times and I have no recollection of meeting them ever. Mm. And some people, like I can meet them and I remember every single little detail. And I think it's just pheromones or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have this too? No, I, I never forget. Mm. And I never forgive. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. But gotta be tough. Elastic heart. <laughs> it doesn't sound. Okay. No, that's sort of your like multiple personality exactly. orchid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What and was it again? Dandelion and orchid. Dandelion. Do you know this one? It's a it's a little yellow kind of weed flower. You can eat them, and then they get white and fluffy, and you can blow <gasps> and they blow everywhere. Ah, okay, okay, a okay. Dandelion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the multiple personality disorder complex. Yeah, I just invented that last part, but yeah. <laughs> I, it's my reality right now, so... Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people with written, this home office. Written, <laughs> written, written by you. <laughs> but that's also a red flag for like a person you just met as a friend, right? Yeah, just in general. It freaks me out. I think I have pretty strong boundaries and I think it's something I don't necessarily like about myself, but I think I am quite alpha in some way. And when I, sounds bad, when I sense weakness in a person, in a sense that there's a certain neediness or a need to attach, I think that I become incredibly strong in deflecting them, where I become like really intense actually with my boundaries. But I've, I've also had a few circumstances where mostly women who are younger than me, <laughs> where they, um, will kind of say this to me or, or need me in some way or maybe somebody where I happen to have had them renting a room in my flat one time. Uh-huh. And it, it's it's intense, this sort of attachment. And then the more that they might attach, the more I'm going in the opposite direction. Not that this happens all the time. It's happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I see. Yeah, but I do, I do notice that this is a thing about myself that I don't necessarily like so much that if, if I do sense this kind of weakness that I, I really become quite really strong with my boundaries and not letting someone in. And I think then I would automatically disagree with everything that they say to, uh, to separate myself from them. Uh, Instead of just relaxing and letting them talk, I could work on that. I am um, putting my walls up mm-hmm. and my strict boundaries mm-hmm. when someone, when I feel like someone's intrusive. 
In your personal space? Personal space or anything. Like when I feel like that's a person who uses help mm -hmm. of his friends very often, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, depends on help yeah. and gets help easily, asks for it too easily. Yeah. And when I feel that, I'm like... <laughs> Although I'm, I consider myself as a giving person, yeah. but the minute I sense that, yeah. like intrusive, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna like enter your world and your place or your whatever yeah. without asking your permission. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, walls up. <laughs> you will never enter. But I think like. I think it's a beautiful, like probably the most beautiful thing in the world is to share. I love sharing, yeah. but I want to have the opportunity to offer what I have. Absolutely. I don't want someone just to come and take it. And I think I think that's kind of what it is. And then so if I feel like someone's coming into this space, then I really need to set up some boundary. Mm. But then there are people in my life, like you, for instance, you can go in my purse, you can take out whatever you want. But I when trust you. you trust Exactly. And it's even like when we had on our birthdays, I, I knew somehow instinctively that I'm going to ask you to use your bathroom. Oh, yeah. I remember. Because I, I also, it's now, I mean, it's kind of how I feel. And I, I had a feeling that you would, that you would maybe appreciate that as well. I, I appreciate it totally. Are you kidding me? I was like, dream way, girl. Yeah, but then in this way, I have permission to go into your space. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's really nice. It's also, I think this will be another red flag that if I'm, if I'm here and someone is just here, You know, and they don't give the opportunity to like take a step forward. Let me take a step forward. Mm -hmm. Like let's let's both choose to meet in the middle instead of being knocked over. Mm. That freaks me out. Yeah, yeah. I might tell a red flag. Okay. Close up talkers. Yeah. Like people who. Yeah. Because especially some people... nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Get I your aerosol away from me. Especially when some guys are in flirting mode, mm -hmm. they just seem to talk to me with this oh. distance. Yeah. What is that? If you don't like them, then you probably don't want them so close. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. No. Remember the time uh, we were in Bergheim and then there was a guy with us and then you were friendly with him? Oh. I remember. He was nice in the beginning, like talking, and then he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave me. This was frightening. This was frightening in the end. Yeah. 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 No, he got me at one point, like, he and was. We were running falling. away from him. Yeah. And then I think you guys wind up leaving, wound up leaving, and I stayed. And at one point, he had me on a staircase, and I actually ran, got my coat, and ran out of the club. You weren't going to leave, but you left because of this? I left because this guy would not stop following me around. And I don't know why I didn't tell security. I, I'm sure I could have gotten a little help. Sure. Boundary. Yeah. Weirdo. It's 2021. No means no, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Men. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I like a lot of them. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> five, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> But only if I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But I do have how, a problem. Yeah. How are they going to know? Oh, they'll know. I actually wrote so? a whole rule book. It's called the Super Tramps Guidebook to Common Sense. I know this. Tell me about yeah. it. Well, rule number two is if I like you, you'll know it. Which means if you're wondering if I like you, I don't. Or I might Did be indifferent. I might be indifferent. It doesn't mean I dislike you. But if I if I like a person, this is why I get the I'm gonna you get the cute it. guys. Because I'll go up and tell you I like you. Or give you my phone number. Tell me about this book of yours. What was the name again? It's called The Super Tramps Guidebook to Common Sense. It's available on Amazon and no, just kidding. Um so one of my favorite things to do is to, I love when I, I hear something from someone, some fact that I find really interesting. I love to not research it and then just spread the rumor around and see how many people believe this and can spread it to other people. So the idea is that there's um, this gene that's found uh, like in some humans, not in other humans, and it can be traced back to the first humans who left Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And it's the sort of like nomad gene, essentially, like this this need to travel, mm -hmm. which absolutely makes no sense at all because <laughs> if you look at really like the history of human beings. But anyways, so some people have this gene, some people don't. So I wrote a guidebook to people who have the gene to make their life easier. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up the term super tramp, 
some years later, and it's actually coined by Jared Diamond. And it's actually about invasive species like rats, for instance, or humans who can go into a place where they are not naturally from, decimate an entire population of whatever was there naturally, and then thrive. Mm -hmm. This is really what a super tramp is. And a band. A band. My brother had a record of them. Okay. Super Tramp. Yeah, I never heard. Is it good? I never heard that. I never listened. What kind of um, rules or chapters were in this book? Mm -hmm. If it looks, smells, and tastes okay, it probably is. <laughs> it's basic, you know, it's things to help you in life. 100%. <laughs> totally. If something new or unusual shows up on your body, go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. This is another rule. If I like you, you'll know it would be one. My short-term memory is kicking in. <laughs> I've, I've, I've used this book often. <gasps> hmm. I'll think of more as we come along. I'll just pop them out at you. Do it. Yeah, for but sure. But you'll know it if I like you. Yeah. It's like the opposite of me in my 20s. Okay. Because with guys, I was always thinking, if a guy texts me two days later, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he didn't have time. Okay. Or if a guy never calls me unless I call him. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he doesn't like me. It's just he lost his phone probably. But this is beautiful. This is your rubber band or your elastic heart. Elastic heart? Yeah. If a guy doesn't respond to, to me saying I love you, it doesn't mean that he doesn't like me. It just He's just afraid of attachment. Which is probably true, because who wouldn't like you? <laughs> but this is actually so, but this these is were my ideas. Yeah. But in my 30s, I was finally like, because no, I don't think no, nobody's afraid of attachment. If you like someone, even the yeah. the someone <clears throat> who's afraid of attachment or relationship, yeah, nah, th yeah. there's no such thing. Yeah, yeah. If you really like someone. Okay, maybe you're not gonna spend your life with them or marry them or whatever, but you're gonna respond. You're, you're gonna respond. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And my favorite thing in, in Deutschland here with dating is, and I've only had it from German guys, I'm not saying anything, but it is a, seems to be something, <laughs> anyways. Bring it off. Is um, the SMS after date number two saying, I'm not looking for a relationship. Uh huh. Which I just, I, I the last guy who wrote that to me, I wrote back, um, you know, like, well, thank you so much for caring about me. I will admit that since it is our second date, I really hadn't even considered being in a relationship with you. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good to know. I'll keep it in mind. That's so irritating. Who the fuck do you think you are, bitch? Well, I mean, I mean, okay. I, you know, is it okay? It's not okay. I mean, and the funny thing is, too, is like these people will still call me and ask me out for dates. But I don't know. I don't know. Like what happened in the first two dates that he thinks exactly. you yeah, want exactly. a relationship with him? Hubris. What did you do different than he did? Hubris. Total hubris. I, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. It's an enigma. What is hubris? Hubris. H-U-B-R-I-S. It's like um, to have a gigantic, a gigantic ego. Uh-huh. Gigantic ego. And the other guy who said this to me, I wrote to him and said, damn, I already bought my wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. Really Ariel's going to make a song about emotional constipation. I'm going to definitely be for my next podcast with you to, for the 10-year anniversary podcast. <laughs> when you're rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about reproduction. Oi. Oi. Reproduction. Reproduction. Who needs it? Seriously. Not us. Not this planet. Why would we? I mean, human reproduction, I, I assume we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Having babies. Aren't human there babies. enough humans already? Aren't there? Like seven, seven billion? Seven billion. Someone was telling me in the 80s it was four billion. How did we almost double it in 40 years. Okay, so there's a penis and there's a vagina. Okay. No. <laughs> Religion. 
Is it? I Narcissism, think, I would say. Yeah, seriously. I think people should pay to have a baby and adoption should be free. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's a great idea. Exactly. It makes so much more sense. And people should have to, people should have to go through tests and they should have to be screened to reproduce. Like... Should we really reproduce those genes? You know what I'm saying? But of course, then it might be hard to adopt. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she's telling me, because I don't have a 40-hour-a-week normal job, that you can only work part-time if you're a parent. So not ah. only are you fucking up the environment, excuse my language, but then you also get extra benefits and kindergeld. So we... Quick anecdote. We were uh, in Brussels for a big project. Mm. At at the end of the third day, we needed to find out uh, at what time they're gonna uh, the client is gonna send us a car to mm -hmm. uh, drop us off to the airport. Mm -hmm. And it was at 10 at night. Okay. And the next day we we were leaving. And then I told uh, my manager, "Yeah, you can uh, call the, the client." Mm -hmm. And asked them. And then he said, um, yeah, I mean, he's with his family right now. So I was like, okay, if he would be a single guy, yeah. his time doesn't mean shit, doesn't mm -hmm. worth anything. So mm -hmm. you can call a single guy at midnight, yeah. at five in the morning. Yeah. You can ask a single guy or single person to come work in the weekends. Yeah over time as much as they can because they don't have a family. They don't have kids. Yeah. They should work. Yeah. But And, because he has yeah. a family, he was like, I can't call him. He's with his family. Yeah, he's with his family. His family's taking up like the entire sidewalk. His family is there <laughs> with his children screaming on the train. Like if I d decide not to have a family yeah. or kids, that means I'm going to die unappreciated yeah. my entire life. No, you'll be very appreciated by us non-breeders. <laughs> I wrote a poem called It's Not My Fault You Had a Baby. Why am I living with the consequences? Let's hear this. <clears throat> It's not my fault you had a baby, so why am I living with the consequences? Your baby is not that cute, and it's getting less cute every day. Now, not only is the ocean filled with plastic, but it's filled with your baby's nasty shit-filled pamper plastic. Oh, there's pamper plastic and baby shit, choking the oceans and choking the fish. Hear the polar bears drowning, hear the beached whales frowning. You're fucking up your baby's life by having it. And what about the plankton and Suna? Don't they count for anything? We should send all the parents to Plastic Island inject them with an enzyme that will allow them to consume and digest plastic as a balancing act for the ecosystem they are unconsensually fucking up the ass. Oh, there's pamper plastic and baby shit, choking the oceans and choking the fish. Feel the sea levels rising, feel the coral reefs dying. You're gonna die. There's no denying it. And even if your offspring remembers you when you're gone, you'll still be dead, so get over it. Oh, there's pamper plastic and baby shit, choking the oceans and choking the fish. Hear the polar bears drowning, hear the beached whales frowning. Meh. I thank you for this masterpiece. Well, you're very welcome. Because I remember the first time you performed the song to mm. me together with Jared. Mm -hmm. You were at our place and it was last summer. Mm. And Jared was doing the back vocals. He was doing the what? The back vocals. Oh, Jared. I miss you, Jared. We love you, Jared. Oh. I'm having to plan on, planning on having Jared too, of course. Oh, you should. I gotta fix my schedule. Next up is Nick, hopefully. Oof. Ice. <laughs> Oof. Ha, ha, ice. ice with this glowing skin. He's perfect skin. He's Nick an with this perfectly shaped head. <sighs> He's amazing. He's amazing. I so we all owe our glowing skin to Nick. Nick. I mean, Nick introduced me to skincare beginning of 2020. Wow. It was January, I think. Mm. And he started talking about this acid and this serum and this blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck yeah, is he yeah, talking about? Yeah. 
And then I took notes, I took screenshots, he sent me stuff and I was confused. Yeah. And then I slowly, he sent me Instagram profiles to follow, dermatologists, yeah. everything, yeah. Bombard, bombarding me with information. And then slowly in time, I digested it all mm. and everything he was, he was, uh, he suggested was golden. Yeah. And I apply everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful to him. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. We talked also previously about the um, type of friends we have. Mm-hmm. If the friends, like, what do we, what is important to us? Uh, what kind of friends are we looking for? And if the friends that we have, our close friends, have uh, mutual characteristics mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. does it have a pattern? Mm-hmm. Um What is important to you in like friendships? What what do you care about? I think it's really nice if my friends have a different skill set than I have. Mm. I think this is like a super bonus because why have a bunch of friends who have the same information as me and can do the same things as me? How can we help each other out? Mm. So I think this is nice. Remember you talking about open-mindedness? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely good looking. All my friends are good looking. I have to look at them. Yeah. Right. Um, it's great if they happen to wear the same size clothing as me. <gasps> that would be great. <gasps> that would be great, but you don't have their wardrobe uh, available all the time. It's not at the same place. Yes, so this is true. This is true. It would be great if we would have a joint wardrobe. We could. Like in one place, mm-hmm. everybody's clothes are in the same place. We have mm-hmm. this giant wardrobe. It's called my flat. <laughs> So I send you all my clothes tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Go on over. You do have a nicer closet than me, I will say. <laughs> But you share. I mean, I share with Jared and I share a lot of clothing. Yes, sometimes I share with Besta, but Besta doesn't go out that much, so she doesn't need clothing. <laughs> so, I mean, once... once <laughs> Walking around naked all the time. Once in a blue moon, she takes something. Yeah. I was wearing your clothing on Sylvester. Yeah. What did you wear? But then you wore something at first and then you and were like, oh, this off. is too much. Um, then you took it off. I put on your high heel shoes. Everything was one size too small, <laughs> which was really small. Like, the shoes, one size too small. <laughs> the skirt, like trying to close it around my waist. The top, one size too small. And then in the end, I think I went back to my mini dress and sneakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you believe we wore heels? You did. I took them off. Yeah, but you also attempted to wear. I attempted to wear heels. I wore heels on our birthday. Oh, yeah. And I was telling Jared, I'm like, I've got these stilettos. I think they were this high. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't cause pain to myself. You're a dancer. Your feet are important. Yeah, just in general. Your totally. knees. Yeah. Your yeah. posture. Yeah. That, that was the last time we dressed up? Yeah. That was the last time I dressed up. Until? Until today. Today. <laughs> I think I got... Did I get dressed up? No, I haven't. Yeah, I really haven't. There's Since no, last I, September? I think I think when, when the weather's warmer, I think we should just like wear evening gowns outside. I don't know what I'm going to do when the weather is warmer. Like, I am losing my mind about the idea. Yeah. About the day when it's like 25 degrees. It's going to be amazing. That I'm going to... Wear like, oh, I'm gonna wear like a sleeveless thing and mm-hmm. a skirt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe like even sandals, yeah, like a slipper or something. Oh, I'm gonna wear as little clothing as possible Me all too. summer. Show that skin, yeah, 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 like every summer. Oh, wait, wait, let's go back to the theme. Uh-huh. So, the friends we said, um, you said open hearted. Um, different skill sets. Different skill set is a bonus, I think, for sure. So you learn from them. You want to learn from your friends. I can absolutely. Grow. I can learn from my friends. And also, like, for instance, in my home, I'm not really good at cleaning floors. <laughs> It's not a skill set I have. Interesting. I love to keep the surfaces at eye level clean. And my flatmate, Jared, is much better at noticing floors. Also so, a Virgo? No, he's a Taurus. No. But he's ascendant Virgo. Oh, I'm sure he is. But the, for instance, this is interesting. Or or let's say like um, I have a favorite food and you have a different fa- favorite food. It's perfect because I'm not going to try to eat your food. I can keep my own food. 
So we don't want to be exactly the same. We want to complement one another. Complementary uh, friendships. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I also I like I like people when they can show their emotions. I think this oh. is a nice thing. I think this is a really nice thing. Not to be like an emotional roller coaster. I don't want to talk about emotions no, all the yeah, time. I'm yeah. not into this. But I think it's nice if someone is able to express themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. That you can read someone. Yeah. 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 That's true. Nice having mirror neurons. What? Mirror neurons. Mirror neurons? The mirror neurons are the neurons that allow you to empathize. So if you make a, you do a body posture, I do the same body posture, and somehow I'm empathizing. Mirror neurons. It's, okay. it's the thing that lets me know when you smile that you're happy, that I can identify. Okay, but that's kind of bad, because when I'm unhappy, yeah. then you're going to be unhappy too. Well, I think that they've, whoever they are, that this is something that can be found in people who are on the spectrum that, that is similar, is that a lack of mirror neurons. Mm. And so it's an inability to read the expressions on people, mm -hmm. which is a really useful thing in life. So I think most of my friends have very good social skills, a lot of mirror neurons. Unfortunately, most of them are not very rich, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you gotta let something go. Exactly. Let the money go. Yeah. What would your superpower be? I, my superpower be would be to be um, spatial travel. What is that like? In Turkish, we say ışınlanma, light travel. Like ah. I want to be in Mexico right now. That's I'm in Mexico. Amazing. This you know what? Incredible. What is it called in English? There's a there's a word because I've talked about this often actually. <laughs> We're exactly the same. <laughs> I forget though. There's that short term memory again, but I know what you're saying. You know, it would be like, incredible. I want to be at the top of the blah blah mountain right now. Yeah, I'm gonna hang out with my I'm mom there. and dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I miss yeah. them. When did you see your parents last? Have you been to Turkey? The last time I was in Turkey was my mother's 70th birthday. Oh, last so year in March. A long time. Okay. So a year. Yeah. Is that the longest you've gone in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I'm now January, February. <gasps> 14 and a half months. Oh. I've never gone that long in my life not seeing my family. It is freaky. Horrible. And it's so interesting too because I feel so removed. I feel like I don't even have sometimes an emotional reaction to things because I'm so removed from it. I feel the same thing. I'm so afraid yeah. of like like a full detachment. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, my grandmother died one year ago on the 15th of March. Mm. And I have to say like I, I definitely mourned her and I mourn her and I miss her. But Estelle? Estelle. Oh. Estelle. I got her necklace of my grandpa. But I realize it's not going to actually hit me truly until I'm back in Massachusetts and I'm not going to visit her. Mm. And that's it's such a delayed reaction. It's so strange. Yeah. So you said one of your resolutions for the new year was to be, what was it? To be the thing I want. To be the thing you want. Well, yes. did, did you have other resolutions? I don't even normally have any resolutions, but, uh -huh. but this was the big thing. It was, yeah, I mean, it sounds so cheesy. And also like to sort of, well, part of it was also vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like as I would like to experience other people's vulnerability and therefore I, I need to, I guess about a bit about like being able to become closer to people. Mm -hmm. So then I need to be willing to be more vulnerable if somebody will be more vulnerable with me. I'm also, I really, I was hearing like what the difference between bravery and courage is. Mm -hmm. And bravery is just, you know, like you go and do, you can do stupid shit. You're big stupid shit. Like you're not afraid. And then courage. You jump be, off of a building. Yeah, totally. And then courage would be to like really come from your heart. And so I, I really like this idea of trying to be more courageous, mm. which is scary shit to really like think about what you're feeling totally and to and to go and act on that so i think yeah and love i'm putting love out into the multiverse today my guest uh was the incredible Aww. ariel cohen the only woman i look up to Aww. and i really had fun As having always. you thank you for Aww. being here Aww. i have learned so much again mm What I've learned in this podcast from you, mirror neurons, mm -hmm, mirror neurons, dandelion and the orchid mm -hmm. child, mm -hmm. pheromone, pheromones, 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 yeah. What else? Super tramps, super tramps, mm -hmm. 
coined by Jared Diamond. A thousand more things that my short-term memory does not allow me <laughs> to. Which is the which is the key to happiness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A short-term memory is really the key to happiness. That and your daily defamation. Tell our uh, viewers um, your words of wisdom as we're closing the okay. fifth episode of this podcast. Absolutely. So I would say, uh, yeah, the, the key to happiness would be to remember how completely insignificant you are and how little anyone really thinks about you or cares about you, except for me, of course, and uh, to embrace your short-term memory loss. Just forget all of that trauma in your life and move on. Just what, 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 what did Jerry Seinfeld's therapist say again? Get Snap over it. out of Snap it. Snap out of it. Just get over it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Remember, you know, most of us watching this right now, I mean, if you own a smartphone or if you, you know, whatever, a, a nice fancy laptop, you're probably in the 1% anyways yeah, of so. the population of the planet. Yeah. And uh, reproduction, what is up with that? What is up with reproduction? Yeah. Everyone, your homework <laughs> until the next episode is to find the answer why we need to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. What is it good for? Exactly. We don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not an anti-reproduction person, yeah. by the way, I would no, say. No, but I don't think that... I can have kids. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think it's... But I still think... Does everyone need to reproduce? It's harming... It's harming. The world cannot take any more babies, okay, any more person. Like, okay, if every two people could have 1.5 children, voila, the population goes down. I mean, if two people make 1.5 person and they die, then you only got 1.5 people. <gasps> Amazing. Population decreases. I don't know what to say. No, I like babies. They're cute. <laughs> Some of them. Not all of them. <laughs> no, not all of them. <laughs> some of them. Well, some of them are really cute. Thank you again mm. for being a beautiful best best <laughs> beautiful best guest of this podcast. Other guests of mine, please <laughs> don't get offended. <laughs> but it's the best guest. <laughs> well. If you would try your best, you could be the best, but you didn't. Exactly. So I'm sorry, she's the best. And if you just forget what she said, you'll stay happy. Short-term memory. Short-term memory loss. So, until next episode, bye everyone. Bye. Thank you, Ariel Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> My heart. No, they're hurting when I have when headphones you have on. I'm yeah, it's like they're pressing. So